This is the Reverend Jeremy Means Koss, and you're listening to an Episcopal Constellation in the Shires of Vermont. The scriptural inspiration for this week's message comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. When I was sitting with scripture this Friday and yesterday, trying to make sense of where to begin, out of all that we heard here this morning, one verse actually seemed to gnaw and nibble its way into my mind and take hold. And it's not the ones that you might think, actually, with all of the violence we heard in and the, the agita we heard in all the scriptures. The one that actually took hold was Paul's words his last words to the church members in Philippi. Chapter 4, verse 9. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, scholars comment that Paul's letter to the Philippians is one of his most optimistic letters because it talks about how God strengthens us and shores us up. But I think it's pretty safe to say that these last week and a half have been anything but optimistic. It's hard to rest in the glory of God when looking at the news and hearing about death and destruction, and the things around us seem to pollute our thoughts. And yet Paul's words were the ones that seemed to sink deep into my mind. We've seen over and over again Paul inserting himself into other people's situations. He does it in like every single one of his letters that he's written, and he's doing it here again. I urge Yodia and Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord, he says. But what I love about Paul is that when he recognizes dysfunction, he tries to interrupt it. And I began to wonder if that is what was happening here. Dysfunction is always around us. It's in the Middle East, it's in Congress, probably here in Arlington. So who are we supposed to be to interrupt that? Christians are called to be different than the world around them. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And we got two examples this morning where where the world got tough, and people buckled under pressure. We got a story where the not-yet-Israelites have just been rescued out of Egypt, and with Moses on the mountain talking to God, they panic, and they fall back into the need of worshiping idols. And then we get this parable by Jesus in Matthew where Jesus tells us that people who are supposedly hopefully loyal to a king can't be bothered to come to a wedding feast. And of the people who do come to the wedding, one can't even be bothered to dress up for it. Two examples where people weren't keeping on doing the things that they had learned and received and heard and seen. And the God of peace wasn't with them. I think the reasons that God had that verse from Philippians stick to me is because it is so easy in the midst of our fears and our dysfunction to ignore or to forget what we've learned, what we've received, what we've heard and seen from God because of what we hear and what we see 
and what we learn from our broken human brothers and sisters. But that doesn't need to be the Christian message. That is not what God asks of us. Bishop Shannon visited us about a month ago, and on that visit, we renewed our baptismal promise. We renewed what we had learned and seen and heard. We renewed the renunciation of the spiritual forces of evil and wickedness. We renewed the renunciation of evil powers that corrupt. We renewed our desire to draw on the love of God. We renewed accepting Jesus as the way and the light and put our trust there and not in the things of this world. We renewed to proclaim by word and example the good news of God and to seek and serve Christ in all people and to strive for justice and peace and the respect of every human being. Jesus just started with 12 disciples, all of whom were imperfect, one of whom even betrayed him. And though time and space launched a movement that now encompasses the whole world. So what are you doing here in our own pocket of Vermont to keep doing the things that you have learned, that we all have learned and received and heard and seen from God? Do we remember that God's peace can be with us? Or do we want to cower in fear like the Hebrews with Aaron and the golden idol? Do we run from wedding feasts? Do we let things divide us? Or do we unite us? My heart breaks for those around the world, but I will not let that sadness poison my hope or my faith. I will pray for the Israelis. I will pray for the Palestinians. I will pray for the people in Congress and people all over that have the opportunity to choose unity over division. And I will keep praying for that because I believe God's grace is in the midst of it, whether I see it or not. And maybe that, take, that means taking the time to write down the things that I have learned, the things that I have seen, the things that I have heard and received, because I need daily reminders that God is always among us, even in the hard and troubling times, not just the good ones. I invite you to take time each day and write down or pray on or meditate, or think, what have you learned from God today? What have you received from God? What have you seen from God, and what have you heard? I don't think it was an accident or a coincidence that we heard Paul's words this morning. The Lord is near, he says. Do not worry about anything, he says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And that peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus. There is an insurance that even when we can't see God in the midst of the things that stink in this world, there is and always will be God's grace and God's peace attempting to weave its way through it all. To put it a, a little bit different. You could say that the news and the realities of the human world dry us all out like the plants that we are beginning to bring in from the outside. But as the cold wraps its frost around all of us and we bring those plants in, I remember a conversation I had with Sue and Joanna 
about a dry house plant that was overdue for water. And they said, just keep soaking it. The excess water will keep running through it, but over time, the potting soil will begin to loosen again and hold on to all that water. So just remember that as the news dries us all and chokes us all, like a frost, as it dries our memories of God and God's grace, just keep soaking yourselves in the things that you have learned, that you have received, that you have seen, and that you have heard. And it will remind you of God's presence in your life. And over time, that living water will give you that peace of God which surpasses understanding. Amen. Thank you for listening to an Episcopal Constellation. We hope you enjoyed what you heard. And if so, please give us five stars on your local podcast provider.